the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm getting over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. The Jeep Talk Show is working hard for you with great content and how, and now two episodes a week. How about you doing a little something-something for the show? Hmm, like maybe tell a friend about the Jeep Talk Show? Like our posts on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and share them as well. Hell, it's not like we're asking you to go door-to-door and ask people, do you have time to speak about the Jeep Talk Show? Now what? (laughs) You know, that might make for some good audio. Where's Nikki G's phone number? Hey, Jeeper, on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be telling you about the future of Jeep and what they have planned. Hey, by the way, I'm Josh, and I'll also share with you a story about a Jeep that should never have come to fruition. It's a good thing it's not either. (laughs) I know, shocking coming from me, right? And later, I've got something that is an all-time first for our must-have segment, and I'll also be asking you, the listener, a question around the campfire. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and today I'm asking, are you nice on social media 4x4 forums? Hey, it's Tammy on Jeep Life. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode so you don't miss out on my Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Jeep Life is about my Jeep journey. Stepping away from suburbia mom life was a giant step and things are a little different out here on this Jeep journey. It sure has been an adventure and I like to share that adventure from places I go, tips I find helpful, and lessons I learn. I will share tips on getting rid of that campfire smoke smell from your hair and gear. What works and what doesn't? (laughs) I'm Tony, and I found two items, count them one, two, for the Gladiator that weren't built for the Gladiator, but fit the Gladiator. More information in the Gladiator segment. I think two more Gladiators, I get a toaster. Right, I was going to (laughs) say. Two more Gladiators in there. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. So Stellantis is doing well. Despite pandemic hurdles, floods even, and a lack of inventory, Stellantis, Jeep's parent company, has reported profits for two straight quarters since the takeover. Jeep has always been the cornerstone, or or crutch, if you will, of its parent (laughs) brand, but $7 billion in profits for the first half of 2020 ain't bad. On the back of that profits announcement, Jeep also said that they intend to launch their first all-electric vehicle in the first half of 2023. That's basically a year and a half from the time of this recording. Stellantis went on to promise that Jeep will have at least one BEV or battery electric vehicle in each of its segments by 2025. If you're like many, your mind may have immediately gone to filling in the blanks and picturing a fully electric Wrangler. But Jeep did not specify on which nameplate the the nameplate the full EV technology will be launching under nor did they specify in which regions this will take place. All we know is that it's going to happen in the first half of 2023. Somewhere. So you have until then to leave the planet. I'm looking for the uh, FREV. 
That would be the fusion reactor electric vehicle. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yep. fusion back, and we're throwing banana peel in here. So we'll we don't grind. need no stinking Go. roads. You, yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you know that that would be the first vehicle that they don't actually sell you. You would have to rent it, like you had, used to have to do with the phones from the phone company. You know, because yeah. they, they don't like the idea of you not, but you know, putting any fuel in it ever. I guess the, actually a Jeep wouldn't mind that. It would be the uh, the gas companies and stuff that wouldn't mm-hmm. like that too much. Yes, yes. I'm looking forward to the electric vehicles. You know, as, as soon as we get like you know massive amounts of power. Well, we're definitely going to be talking more and more about electric Jeeps on this show as the uh, the day, days, weeks, and months go on, because uh, that is definitely going to be a topic that I think a lot of people have an opinion on, and it's going to be a topic that I think is going to be. Uh, sort of in, in, in constant change, in constant flux, if you will. Flux. Ah, flux look what capacitor. you did there. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> flux <All right>. capacitor, <laughs> here we come. <laughs> what the flux? Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, you might be saying what the flux when you see the image of this thing. <laughs> I've seen yeah, this Exactly. <laughs> this is horrible. Now, this is the tail of the Jeep that never should. Back towards the end of May 2021, there were some rumblings that Jeep might have been building a minivan. Yeah, of all things, right? There were renderings that very much looked like the ones previously leaked by Jeep, but when approached by many curious publications, the formal answer came from the Gladiator's senior brand manager, Brandon Germis. Oh, hell no. In the official statement, he said, (laughs) quote, I can't talk about future products, but at the end of the day, we're not going to make a minivan. Whatever we did in terms of future product, it's still going to be a Jeep. It's still going to be an off-road capable vehicle. It's still going to be trail rated. It's still going to check all those boxes. We're always looking for new ideas and new places and new directions we could take the Jeep brand. We'll have to see what we come up with next. So that pretty much, more or less, kind of, sort of, makes it more or less final, right? I don't know. Mm. Jeep is not going to make a minivan, at least according to that statement. Not even if they call it the Vangler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a marketing thing. I don't think it's going to catch on. Now, there may be some historian buffs out there, and I I know there are a few of you out there listening right now, that Jeep did, in fact, make a Jeep van at one point. It was, of course, back in the 50s and 60s and was marketed as a work vehicle based on the forward control chassis. The FC Jeeps came with a cargo bed and different types of Jeep-approved bodies that were available in the open market. This meant conversions to dump trucks, fire trucks, or tow trucks were not uncommon at all. One such version of this was indeed that of a van. You can find a lot of pictures online, too, where people have converted the forward control into a van. In fact, a model modeled the uh, M678 was manufactured by the automaker, which was basically a military van. So, despite some of the concept vehicle renderings of a moon rover-like Jeep minivan impressing the bejesus out of a lot of us, well, Jeep is thankfully not now or ever going to make a minivan. Thank goodness that's been cleared up. You know, Jeez. I'm thinking that a uh, a, a, a van a <laughs> a vangler, uh, would not need a a spotter because you'd be right over the wheels. You just look down and see where where the the wheel right. placement was. <laughs> And actually, be you know, yeah, under the view, maybe even behind you. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking mm-hmm. at that uh, that rendering, uh, as you put it, uh, the uh, photo yeah. Photoshop is what I would call it. Uh, and oh. we'll we'll have this in the show notes, of course, for this episode. But <laughs> the uh, the I was thinking that that would make a, a really nice looking forward cab, a modern day forward cab, you know, with the slanted front and everything. Yeah, it, it would yeah. be a little more aerodynamic. And then it hit me. Make the Ford cab design and a van at the same time by putting a 600-pound fiberglass 
uh, <laughs> cover over the back. And you could actually put in uh, places where you could click in seats and stuff, or you, or you could take that stuff out and, and carry stuff around, you know, like a truck. So it'd be kind of like, be like the Gladiator 2 or something. Except I, I, with, with this kind of a design, the engine would have to be over the rear axle. It would have to be in the back. If you look at the way that this thing is configured, at least in the, in the, the concept rendering here, there's almost no room for a motor. Well, it would be, it would it'd be right there next to you like they do in the, the, would, the regular yeah. vans where they have the it cover be, yeah, or the right engine. right in between you. Yeah. I mean, it, there would be no doghouse. There would be no. a is that what that's motor called? as your armrest. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, if you look at where the suspension is and everything else, it doesn't even leave room for your feet. It doesn't. Let There's alone, no room. Let alone controls or anything like that. So, I, I don't know. It looks really cool. It looks like something that, that could come to fruition if it was designed properly. Thank goodness it's not going to. Well, they just need to lift up that body. They need more room, raise it up higher. <laughs> and uh, lift. Put yeah. A, put a nice 500-pound uh, 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 piece of iron on the bottom to lower the center of gravity back down, and then you got something. <laughs> I don't know. With the tire on top and all the other gear he has on there, can you imagine that center of gravity, that... Oh, yeah. The well, first it, trail you tried to go over, you'd be well, like flop. How many minivans? Hey, how many minivans have you seen on the trail? I mean, even no, just people goofing, you know. So yeah. okay, I I gotta be honest. I, I've seen a few, and there's a group out here in Oregon um, heads, that are yeah. called that are called the Synchros. No, they're not meth heads. <laughs> they're, these guys are are some unique fabricators that take uh, Volkswagen Vanagons uh, in an all-wheel drive configuration, lift the hell out of them. Put on oh the gosh. bunch of tube frame, you know, bumpers and, and, and skids and, and rock rails and all that other stuff. And they take these Volkswagen vans up into the trails. I'm talking Black Diamond. I, I'm not joking. I've seen this stuff. It is incredible what these guys will do with these vans. And it's like, really? All that top heavy weight and you're going to go up that trail? Okay, I'll see you at the bottom. Well, you just need to contact them about making one of these van banglers. I can't even say it. Uh, I know. It, it kind of is a weird... Uh, angler. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Langoliers, if you remember that movie. Oh, uh, yeah. They eat their young. Vangalier, yeah. Hey, I know it's summer, and after a year and a half of COVID restrictions and all that, there's a lot of us trying to make up for lost time. We're trying to cram, what, two years almost of fun into two months? Yep. But it's coming at a price. It really has. Jeep-related accidents are on the rise in the middle of the third quarter of 2021. A marked rise in news stories involving horrific accidents and even deaths in Jeeps is at an all-time high. Uh, the number of accidents with a Jeep being at least one of the vehicles involved is an all-time high. Let's all take a breath. Let's take a second. Even take a longer look at the road. Maybe look both ways twice instead of just once. I don't know what it's going to take. But Jeepers shouldn't be getting in this many wrecks. That's all I know. A, a local guy, I mean, local to uh, here in Katy, had a, a wreck in his uh, TJ recently, and it was just totaled. Uh, it wasn't his fault. And uh, I, I'll give you some hope to this story. Um, <laughs> he was able to pick up a 2006, I believe it was, uh, LJ oh. with 89,000 miles no on it. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so he got a freaking unicorn is what yeah, he got <laughs> so you know sometimes God. as long as it doesn't hurt you individually sometimes uh, losing your uh, your beloved jeep can uh, can pay off let's just say <laughs> so wow. yeah yeah that was nice 
that I'll talk about a happy ending, I, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we definitely want to hear what you have to say. Uh, be sure to let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Yes, you are. The 4x4 Radio Network is a great place to go if you're into off-road and you like podcasts. We've got something for everybody over there, too, regardless of what you drive. And if you got friends who aren't Jeepers, uh, but they like the off-road and the out and the outdoors and stuff, turn them on to the 4x4 Radio Network. We've got the On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, and the Jeep Talk Show is there, too. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free, too. It's all in one place, 4 x 4 RadioNetwork.com. We'll see you there. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, we always suggest that while jeeping, it's a good idea to be nice to fellow jeepers. You know, help them when they get stuck and generally just be good ambassadors to the sport. But what about social media? Now, I follow several local groups on Facebook and Instagram, and for the most part, everyone is very helpful and gives great suggestions when the questions are asked. But then there's the same questions asked over and over, like, I just bought a new Jeep. Are there any trails nearby? And I'm amazed at the responses. Sometimes it's almost worth getting some popcorn, pulling up a chair, (laughs) sitting back and watching. It's like a train wreck happening right before your eyes, and you just can't look away. Well, sometimes the responses are not friendly and come from the admins. I get it. They have lots to monitor, and it probably gets old answering the same thing over and over again. But usually there's a few of the other, of the followers on that page that tend to get snappy, and then things really heat up. It's okay if you don't agree with someone's post. You also don't have to respond, by the way. And it's okay if you don't like what they said. You still don't have to respond. For example, I've seen when someone asks for suggestions on what kind of tires to put on their Jeep or what's the first modification I should do. The responses are all over the place. First off, everyone has their own opinion and whatever works for you is great, but it may not work for someone else. And it's okay to share your experience and or recommendation, but do others have to jump on someone else because they have a different opinion? The poor newbie is left with the ping pong match between two followers and testosterone flying. Who wants to be part of that? My favorite first-time question I see a lot is, I want to do John Bull or any Black Diamond up here in Big Bear for that matter. Here's my setup. Can I make it? Okay, visualize a picture of anything stock. And you just sort of (laughs) wait for it. Someone in the group answers with good info and a nice response. Then others jump on the responder and tell us all reading why that guy was wrong. Really? Is that necessary? Honestly, if one more question is going to set you off, then stop being an admin or stop responding. Just walk away. Better yet, get in your Jeep and go wheeling. You obviously need to do something else. Newbies should ask questions and feel good about interacting within the community. They need answers and that's how they learned. Sure, sometimes the answers are wrong, but at least they were polite and nice. Newbies need a place to ask questions. Lots of times they don't even know whom to ask or where to ask, and I see responses that are out and out nasty. So when you follow a group and respond, how are you responding? Is it with the idea to help or make suggestions? I think most of us Jeepers are doing just that. I see this lashing out in other forums and not necessarily on the Jeep sites, but it does happen everywhere. I know in our 4x4 club, the admins try real hard to respond quickly and with the info needed. We had one such follower recently ask lots of newbie questions about owning a Jeep and things like, should I pick manual versus automatic? And the list went on. And one admin that was helping had to leave for work. 
So another took over and the follower had no idea that the answers were now being handled by another person. It was seamless to them and perfect for us to help them out. When responding, I always try to offer suggestions depending on the question. I always try to suggest other groups to help, maybe a specific company or brand if it applies. And of course, recommending the Jeep Talk Show podcast for lots of information and our Trails 4-1 for great video content. Anything I can do to help someone brand, brand new is good in my book. And I don't care if it's the same question being asked by several different people. At least they're asking. We as mentors have to help newbies enter this wonderful world and watching what we say and how we say it on social media is always a good reminder. It's that kind of effort on our parts that helps the Jeep community stay together. Now, guys, I know, Josh, you're probably not on social media that much, but do you see this within 4x4 clubs up your way? You know, I used to see it a lot more on the forums when I was a lot more active in the forums. And, and honestly, if you're new to Jeeping, it really is an invaluable source of information. It is, uh, absolutely. Because you, you've got a lot of back and forth. You, you oftentimes have write-ups, you know, almost a step-by-step -step with pictures of what somebody did with whatever, whether it be, hey, this is how I did this brake conversion, or this is how I went from five by four and a half to five by five, or, you know, whatever it, whatever it is that you're trying to do to your own Jeep, chances are somebody else has already done that a hundred times over again, posted up something on a forum about it, and then people have talked about it. And, mm -hmm. and you having an access to a computer and the internet and everything as a new Jeeper can now go and find that information, third hand, fourth hand, whatever, and now glean everything else from it that, that you wish. Now, yes, you know, in the heyday of, of, of forums, when they are kind of, uh, you know, coming to the wayside a little bit, I think their heyday is, is, is come and gone. Um, but, uh, and, and now it's becoming a little bit more on social media that people are posting up their builds and, and asking for advice and stuff like that on social media. But you do like, I mean, Wendy's right. Uh, you've got people who hide behind their keyboards who mm -hmm. I guess are just bitter in life anyways, uh, and, and they, they have no choice, but to extend that bitterness, that bulliness, um, you know, to every aspect in their life. And that just includes, you know, jeeping. And you just so happen to be the victim of it, crossfire, whatever, you hopped on the internet and asked a question. How yeah. dare you? I know, right? shame. We've all been there. We've all been yeah. new to something. And we, we need to know what's going on, how to do this, how to do that. My grandfather installed in something in me early and often, and it goes like this. The smartest man in the room isn't always the one with all the answers. Mm -hmm. It's the one with the most questions. Ask your questions. It's the only way that you're going to get answered. Yeah, you may have to have, you know, you may have to grow some thick skin. Yes, you may have to, you know, kind of filter out a little bit of the wheat from the chaff and stuff and figure out, okay, who's just telling me to drink bleach and who's actually giving me some good advice. Exactly. So, you know, so it, it, it's going to be like anything else in life. You're going to have, the more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. And, and doing research with anything jeeping, and if it's your first time, you're new to the sport, whatever it is, you're going to have to get some seat time and you're going to have to do some research and you're going to have to put in the work to get the information you need. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of stuff thrown at you and it's not all good. Yep, so true. And we see that all the time too, where people are, where can I go? How do I find information? Who do I talk to? And, you know, I love that there's all these different groups out there, but you do have to sort of, like you said, Josh, have a little bit of a thick skin as well because you are going to have things happen. But it's just amazing to me why people have to be mean. I just don't understand. I mean, we're not all going to be nice and we all have moments. Hello, we're, you're human. But it's like, well, why do they have to pick on somebody? Something else I want to point out is this seems to happen 
almost demonstrably more on the internet than it does in person. Oh, I would agree. I've got, I've got some some 100%. relatively large Jeep clubs in my area, and, yeah. I, and I have to say, in person. It's nope. completely different story. Absolutely. Yeah. Are, are you ready to fight is, is the yeah. difference because yeah. <laughs> you're getting ready to get your ass kicked is the difference <laughs> between in person. <laughs> there's always that possibility. So keyboard warriors, we call them. So yeah, there's, sure. there's one so. thing that, that you need to, to, to keep in mind. And when I say you, I mean, you, the listener, not uh, you, uh, Josh and Wendy. Who are you talking to here? <laughs> exactly. I'm ready. Go ahead. You have <laughs> a, a potentially a new Jeeper. And they may be asking questions on social media, not only for the question, but because they want to be a part of your club. They're walking into the facility and they're saying, hey, how's it going? I just want to talk about Jeeps. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to ask you, how do, I, how do I actually approach this person? They're a Jeeper. Oh, my God, I want to be a Jeeper. And let me, I'll ask a question. Let me ask a question. That'll be a good way mm-hmm. to start. I won't look yeah. so foolish. So, and then uh, you make them feel like a fool (laughs) (laughs) by asking a stupid question. So think of it that way. They just want to be part of what you're a part of. And they trust you enough to ask you a question about what Jeep to buy, what modifications to make. Take mm-hmm. the time to answer their question. If, if If you feel like them, feel like telling them to kiss your ass, then say, hey, you know what? Jim, Jim would be a perfect person for you exactly. to talk to, <laughs> and and push them over to somebody else if if you know if they actually walked up to you. But on social media, just like Wendy said, don't answer. Yeah, <laughs> if you're in a you mood, don't have to. <laughs> think about it. If is this the way you would talk to your grandmother on her yeah. deathbed? Yeah. <laughs> so if the answer is no, then don't respond. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad too. Sometimes we'll get into. Uh, someone will ask a question you start to read the comments you know the threads going on and you're just waiting and you're thinking i could solve this problem or i can jump in nope i'm gonna stay back out of it because there's two people having a whole conversation and finally the admin has to get in and lock them both up or whatever they have to do but the actual newbie doesn't need to go through that when they're trying to learn and i just i like Mm -hmm. your guys's input and i'm glad that you added all that because it is important it's something that we need to do as jeepers to keep everything going and the momentum going and our community that we call ourselves the jeepers you know it just has to work that way so indeed good good input guys thanks for that well do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets i'd love to hear from you check out our youtube channel at trails 411 for great content with lots of tips tricks and techniques gladiator my name is gladiator Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. <laughs> We're going to jail. All right, so the <laughs> Jeep Gladiator Mopar Trail Rail System comes with 12 bolts. But needs fourteen. It's either it's either twelve and fourteen or ten and twelve. I can't remember. But anyway, it comes with two less bolts than what you need. It, they're more decorational than anything else. But it's still damn frustrating. And what is also frustrating is it comes with four tie down cleats. But in my opinion, and, and that of many others, it needs six. You can purchase the Gladiator uh, with the Mopar Trail Rail system or add it later, like I did. It's easy to install, very sturdy, and a great add-on to the bed of your Gladiator. It consists of three rails. 
two running down the inside of the five-foot-long bed, and one across just below the rear window, also in the bed. Most everyone puts the four adjustable cleats on the two side rails, but what is that rail in the front for? Well, I guess you can move those cleats around depending on the load, uh, the you know the cargo that you're trying to uh, to move. But having cleats on the third rail would be handy. These Mopar cleats are not available except in the Mopar Trail Rail Kit, and at three hundred and fifty plus dollars, it's, it's pricey for two more cleats. Yeah, thank gosh. So, and, and Mopar does does not have them available. They don't know when they will be available. So fear not. Toyota, sadly, is here to fix the problem. Yay. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> We're never going to live this one down. So the PFCC PT278-35112 bed cleat for the 2005 to 2020 Toyota Tacoma and Tundra is what you need to get for your Gladiator. You'll get two cleats that are almost identical to the Mopar cleats for $25.99 and that includes free shipping if you're a Prime member. Of course, we'll have that's, this information in the show notes. That's a savings of $325, people. <laughs> well, you have spare rails, you know, if you go the other direction. Of course, but seriously, <laughs> that's a lot of savings. So I was really happy to see this, and I'm looking at them, and I'm uh, looking at them on uh, Amazon, and I'm going, you know, these look just like the ones uh, that I have, and, and uh, you know, and then I looked at the reviews. And there's like several people that says, yeah, these things work great on my uh, Gladiator Mopar Trail Rail system. <laughs> Load her up, man. Send it to me. So I was really happy to get those. So now I have six of these cleats. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the cleat is just a way of uh, uh, tying off uh, your ropes or, or, or toe straps or whatever that you have there holding the cargo down. And this just gives you more of them to tie off to. And and I would think you'd want some in the front anyway to keep the uh, the load from sliding back and forth. You know, if it was a refrigerator or a dresser or all those things that people use uh, trucks for. So uh, with this, you can uh, accomplish that and uh, uh, not have to uh, spend all that money for another a whole other trail rail system. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a, a, a pretty good deal, a pretty good idea? Or you, I, think well, I think so. I think the deal, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good deal. Um, now, one thing that I read in my own research is that the, the bolts that go into the rail itself are a little bit thinner. And that it means that there's not quite as much of a bite as the Mopar, uh, uh, the Mopar cleats have. And so you really have to crank it down um to to sort of get the same bite and keep it from sliding around as the as the mopar rails or the the mopar cleats do right so that's the only difference the the sort of the common thread that i've seen with uh with these toyota cleats working in the mopar trail rails uh is that they the dimensions are slightly different um they will work but they don't work the same i'll have to have a look i'm actually gonna uh when i put them on there i i pulled on them to see how sturdy they were and they were very sturdy Uh, Mm -hmm. i didn't actually get in the bed and put my feet on the the back of the or the front of the bed and just pull with all my might though so it that might be different but uh, i'll have a look at that and, I, and i'm thinking that it probably is a pretty easy thing to build that if you uh, had some uh uh three sixteenths or quarter inch uh, metal and a, a way to thread the hole you could uh, replace those on that i'll have to have a look and see if that's mm-hmm. something that uh, could be done but uh, then again we're probably will not be you know uh moving any plutonium or anything that's super heavy in the back of the vehicle. So or, the, or no, I mean, really what you're putting back there, you know, it's going to be, you know, coolers, camping gear. I mean, the stuff that right. you're taking Basic you stuff. off-road or, you know, out on the trail or, you know, something like that, 
Now, yeah, there are going to be those times where you need to move a washer and a dryer or something, or you got to get a new fridge, and it's got to be, you know, you got to transport that from uh, the, the appliance store to back to home. Uh, and you definitely want some good tie-down points for that, and you don't want those tie-down points to move. Yeah, and now I've got six, so I'm, I'm very happy, even if I never use them. Now, you got some other goodies, too, didn't you, Tony? Yep, and uh, this is kind of like uh, where, where Toyota helps us out in uh, some of the uh, aftermarket stuff uh, for the Gladiator. So, you know, I think everybody loves the idea and convenience of uh, Rotopacks, but just not the price. <laughs> Turns out Rotopacks makes a handy mounting plate for the Toyota and Nissan truck. You guessed it, for their bed rail system. <laughs> I purchased and installed the Rotopacks uh, Toyota and Nissan truck plate for $36.95 uh, direct from uh, Rotopacks, and this allowed me to install a Rotopacks RXPM pack mount and a 1.75 gallon fuel pack. I didn't even know they had 1.75. I thought it was like yeah, one gallon and two gallon. Yeah, I did not know it was 1.75. Yeah, so I, they're, they're listed as two gallons, so maybe they have one that's a quarter gallon more. I'm not sure. But anyway, this hmm. this one that I got was uh, 1.75. Anyway, uh, with my best top soft bed cover, it's tucked away quietly and hidden. I like it. That's a nice idea. <laughs> so hidden. That's the that's the secret key right there. Yeah, it's pretty funny because they do make uh, those uh, uh, the the the, the Rotopax uh, RX PM uh, pack mount. They do make one that has a key where you can lock it, but mm. it, but of course the plate doesn't have a key. So all you need is an Allen wrench to take the plate off, and you got the whole system. <laughs> so uh, there's you know keeping it out of sight is usually the best way of uh, keeping of it hidden. And then, and I think the I think it was uh, sixty bucks for the uh, the fuel pack. So you know, uh, if somebody steals it, it won't be that big a deal. It just pissed me off that uh, somebody yeah. actually would touch my stuff. Yeah. So I know we have many gladiator owners out there. What have you found that fits your gladiator like it was made for it, but wasn't? <laughs> you can contact That's a good us. Question. Yeah, you can contact us at uh, Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, Jeep Talk Show dot com slash contact you'll find all the ways that you can contact us there and also too we'll have all these pieces and parts that i purchased for my gladiator uh in the show notes well, well wendy what do you think you think uh these are uh, i mean i think everybody should be able to carry spare ga- spare gas with them i mean how how would it have helped bill bill would have just come back and he would he, he, <laughs> He never yes. would have, you, you would have never known. <laughs> I would have never known, except oh, I got to refill the Rotopacks. That's exactly what he would have said. But so, you know, they also make the Rotopacks for water. So you could actually mount a couple of those in, in your Gladiator and have water on board. The, so. the original idea was to get one of those extensions uh, for the mount and then put a uh, 1.75 gallon water on there too. Mm-hmm. But seeing it mounted in the bed of the Gladiator, I really like how it's kind of moved out of the way. So I like it. I could continue yep. to, to, if I wanted to put something in the back of the, the Gladiator, I still could. But mm-hmm. I th- I'm afraid that if I stuck another uh, bottle on there, then now I'm starting to, to take away cargo space. Well, what about the other side? Because you'd have the same space where the wheel well is on the other side. What's that's on the where, other side? That's where the high lift jack is mounted. Oh, does it come all the way back? Oh, yeah. It goes oh, from, it does. from oh, the I hump all the way back, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. a four-foot jack. Oh, I see it now. So okay. What about, no. what what about I could do? Front? Yeah, so I was going to say, I could, move them, I could move it to the front and uh, put them up there. And uh, this was just really easy to, to oh, mount yeah. there uh, yeah. because Any, I didn't have to climb in the bed and, you know, roll the cover all the way back. So, And that's the great thing about this the trail rail system is you just loosen up the thing and slide it or take it out and move it 
to another position and, and mount mm-hmm. it there. So, yeah, I, I may get another one. But like I said earlier, the, the Rotopack stuff is, is quite expensive. I mean, that metal yeah. plate is almost 40 bucks. So, and then you got to get a mount and a, a container and so on and so forth. So, uh, but, but I really like the idea of having an extra 1.75 gallons of fuel. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to uh, uh, massage that though, because I don't know that I want to keep the fuel in there for, you know, three years and uh, no, maybe you I should you cycle can... it every yeah, you have to couple rotate of months or, you know, I'd like, say once a month, once a month, yeah. you know, the first, uh, you know, the first fuel up of every month. Uh, do yeah. it like that, and and then that first can goes into the tank. You top off the tank. You top off your uh, roto pack, and, and off you good go. Good to go. Yep. So Easy. we'll we'll see what happens. We'll have more information about that in the future. And again, if you if you got if you found some things for your gladiator that uh, or even uh, that may be uh, good things for a JL, uh, like the front part of uh, your JL that may apply to gladiators, let us know. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. I've been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. So the toe tag rat bastard tagging of Jeeps is officially dead. What? 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 All of the toe tags and rats have been sent out to our infectious agents and they, nobody is requesting more. So if they're not, you know, interested in getting the tags and, and putting them on the Jeeps, yeah, it's it's officially dead. So, I mean, we're still going to have them on the store that if you'd like to go over say. there and uh, buy some toe tags and get you some rats and go out there and infect some Jeeps. I, I think it's hilarious, the infectious agents that we uh, we provided the, uh, the toe tags and rats to initially have had a really good time doing it. And, and we had lots of people asking, where can I get some of these? I, I get that they either lost interest or don't listen to the show and it, it further compounds it because and I, I have no ill will towards the ducking people the ducking of the jeeps but mm-hmm. but i see a lot of those all the time mm-hmm. you know sure. happening and i'm thinking well, it's to myself, been out for a long time so yeah and I'm, I'm thinking to myself we could be doing that with uh, with the rats and uh, you yeah. know showing people a little a little jeep tood a little jeep attitude with uh, with these dead rats but now, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if our infectious agents are are sort of um, you know uh, looking for the cream of the crop. If they're not just tagging every stock Jeep they see in every parking lot, I mean, I, I imagine they'd run out of those tags pretty quick. I get the feeling that's yeah. true. Yeah, you may yeah. be sort they're of holding on to them. Yeah, they're selective. Them yeah, well, being very selective, and and so it may be only one one or two a week, if that, uh, that these things are getting hung on 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 doors. So. I mean, it could just be a matter of they need to go through this stock, and it's going to take all summer for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, just like we, this isn't a show that we can do without listeners. This isn't a uh, a thing that we can do without you. If you'd like to be an infectious agent and put these uh, tags and rats on jeeps and and have a good time by doing this, and you know, uh, giving it a little, like I said, a little more of a, a jeep attitude instead of the nice, uh, friendly uh, ducking thing. Again, nothing wrong with that. People love that. My actually, mm. my daughter got uh, her jeep ducked for a second time. So wow. yeah, so <laughs> she's the only one in the family. So it's the Jeep Talk Show stickers. They, they <laughs> yeah, directly, be. but you know. So you know, if you if you want to be part of this, 
You can, but you got to go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, just look there at the top where you'll see store. And uh, for eight bucks, you get uh, 20 tow tags that uh, you can use to uh, tag Jeeps. Oh, and, oh, and of course, we also uh, would like for you to uh, no longer be a rat bastard by becoming a paid subscriber of the Jeep Talk Show. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll see how you can sign up and uh, remove that rat bastard status. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, today at the trailhead, I saw my very first EV Jeep. And I was going to go over and talk to them, but I didn't want to interrupt them. They really seemed like they were enjoying their mocha latte frappe <laughs> crap. So it got me thinking, and I, not- I know that's dangerous. And I compiled a list of my top three EV jokes. Oh, number no. three. <laughs> they were going to host an electric vehicle event downtown, but they had to cancel it. They had no capacity. Uh, <laughs> number two. I hit an Eskimo with my electric car. Don't worry, he was well insulated. Uh, number one. Did you hear about the yoga class for electric cars? Yeah, they just sit in a circle and hum. Um. <laughs> and this is the part where I say, but that's not why I'm calling, but let's face it, this is exactly why I'm calling. There's, there's no there's no way around it. But no, wait, I got one more. Did you hear about the guy in the electric Jeep that ran over to the Energizer Bunny? Yeah, he was charged with simple battery. <laughs> Did I make Josh roll his eyes? And on that note, I am out. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. I thought he was going to say it was a hit and run, and uh, he's still going. Yeah, I was expecting that, too. Oh, poor Josh. Your eyes are back in normal sockets, right? You just rolled your eyes back 100 times. You remember to rotate clockwise and counterclockwise so you don't unscrew the eyes, uh, Josh, don't you? you got to rotate. Change rotation. That was so good. Good stuff. Thank you. What's your name? I'm Tyndall. So I understand you're a new Jeep podcast listener. I am. So can you tell me how that came about? So um, on the national group for Jeep Herds, it's an all-female Jeep group on Facebook. There's this girl named Kristen Kunkel who's known as Michigan Jeep Girl, and she was interviewed by y'all, and that's how I found it. Cool. We're glad you're listening. (laughs) Thanks. So one day I uh, was at a stoplight and I had my top down and I was listening to the Jeep podcast. Like I've only been listening for a couple months now because I listened to my commutes to back and forth to school. And I had my top down and this dude was had his windows down. He's like, oh my God, I listened to the podcast too. And I'm like, oh my God, me too. And it was like this instant friendship. And it was so awesome. They were married, had three kids and now they're divorced, but they still listen to the show. At least they have their own Jeeps. Exactly. <laughs> you must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Josh, this is perfect for you because you could use this as a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh always forgets his pillow when he goes off-road uh-huh. for yeah. the weekend. Yeah, it, it's been like three times in a row that I've gone you know, overnight camping, uh, wheeling trips, and, and yeah, the one thing I forgot is my pillow. So, uh, yes, this I suppose you're right, Tony. <laughs> uh, however, this is going to be the first time ever in the show's history that I have ever talked about or highlighted a product here on the show that is currently unobtainable. What? No, it's 
not unobtainium beadlock rings, but you know, I like innovation. I'm a former design engineer, so form, function, and of course, durability and usability are key points for even getting my consideration. Now, this is a product that has a very interesting story behind it as well. And the product itself is cutting edge, and it checks all the boxes as far as function, form, and usability. It's called lift tracks. And what they are is what the rest of the industry is not. Lift tracks are inflatable, flexible 4x4 recovery devices that will get you out of a jam. Many years ago, a group of friends who were also engineers and 4x4 enthusiasts were out 4x4ing and ran into some problems that could not be fixed by rigid, hard, inflexible plastic tracks. They looked for an alternative and there was none, so they put their heads, knowledge, degrees, and experience together, and in 2008, Lift Tracks was created. Originally named Pillow Track, they were renamed to Lift Tracks in 2010. Now, lift tracks were doing very well internationally until 2012 when, after much civil unrest in the country where they were being made, the manufacturers just disappeared. Oh. After much time, paperwork, and legal requirements in 2015, the very last sets of the original lift tracks were shipped to a customer in Australia. Lift tracks sat dormant for a while, and in uh, mid to late 2018, the company was reborn and started development of the new and updated lift tracks. They sourced new suppliers, created and tested and uh, and and tested the new and improved prototype and were once again ready for production. In 2019, they opened pre-sales, but only a few were created and not enough interest was generated to get lift tracks up and running again. They are now ready for production to start pending enough interest one more time as there are tens of thousands of dollars of equipment that needs to be purchased in order to make lift tracks. If you think that you would purchase something like this, if you think that lift tracks would be something that you would buy for your Jeep, they ask that the interested parties register to be kept up to date as to when units will begin to ship. To learn more about this product, we will have the link to the manufacturer's website in the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com. Such a scary think, thing, you know, to, to come up with a new product that you have to put all that investment in. Yeah. Yeah, but especially you, when you're talking, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in equipment just for manufacturing. Yes, but this looks neat, really interesting based on the photos. I mean, I could see lots of opportunities where it could be used to, pre, to pre, uh, what am I looking for? Preserve the trails, Josh. You're oh, not no, rocks. You're not, you're, you're yeah, not digging you're, dirt. You're not, you know, destroying stuff. This could be right. really an awesome tool. Yeah, you don't have the approach angle. Uh, this can get you where you need to where you need to go. Um, mm -hmm. You can't quite get the traction in some loose soil. Well, this is going to save your butt. Uh, you got a little too deep in that mud. Well, guess what? Lift tracks can come to the rescue. So it, these things just, I mean, the innovation that went into these things, the design and everything else that went into these things is just really second to none. They, they do all the same stuff that all those other hideously ugly things that everybody is so, I don't know, in absolute sideways by themselves to bolt onto yeah. the side of the rig. I was like, I know. who wants what? four yeah. feet of neon on the side yeah. of their truck? I don't get it. Exactly. So, you know, well, whatever, more power to you. Hey, look, I've got something that can get me unstuck. Well, hey, I got a winch on the front of my Jeep. So, na 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 boo boo. Yep. There so, you, go. you know, I don't, I don't really don't get it. These things are inflatable, so meaning they deflate, they roll up, and they go mm -hmm. out of the way. I love and it. And so that opens up a lot more room for other things when you're out expedition wheeling or, or you know, something else. They don't take up a lot of room. You don't have to worry about how dirty they're going to get. You shove them back in the bag, in the back of the Jeep they go. You don't have to worry about bolting them on or unbolting them or anything else. Did they fold? Did they crack? None of that stuff. And, and so I just, I don't know. I'm really, really interested about these things. I really want them to come to market. 
Um, and so, you know, once again, uh, if you think this is a product that has merit, at least, and is worth bringing to market, go check them out on the website at, at the very least. Um, and and if, you, if you are excited about this as, as I am, uh, just click on that link, register for the information, let them know that you're an interested party, and, and that will help them make the decision as far as, you know, okay, when do we go on this, and, and can we go, and if we've got enough interest... Well, maybe we can. So. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to sign up because I, I don't, well, I don't too. Really care for the I, yeah. price, but I yeah. understand. Well, that's just going to ask you if there was a price range they're trying to stay within. Or I know the very beginning ones are probably going to be expensive, but where, where do they think they want to be with this price point? No, I, it's a good question because, I mean, there's obviously uh, stuff on the market for under $100. But I, I think that, you know, you can get these recovery, these, you know, $70, $60 recovery boards or traction boards you're going to be getting what you pay for. And they may last you one time. Um, they may completely fall apart because they've been on the side of your rig for two years before you've used them and the plastic has completely degraded. I don't know. So, you know, I, I really don't, have never liked the idea of traction boards to begin with. It seems like a very bulky type of item to have to resort to to get yourself out of a situation. Um, I understand the concept behind it. I can respect it. It, You know, I... Much rather oh, it's throw a, a piece good of plastic idea. under my yeah. tire than yeah. you know start pulling cable. But that being said, I think that there's definitely room for innovation and and you know innovation. If you're going to be the first uh, out on the market, you know with something, chances are you're also going to be the most expensive. So I, I foresee that this yes being a, a high price point to start um, and and probably will come down. I don't know if if this price is is really what they're going to shoot for. Um, it does seem awfully expensive for a mm -hmm. pair of these. Um, they're, they're, they're thinking at least on the website right now, three ninety nine for a pair that that's $200 for each one of these. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that is twice the price of a pair of the plastic cheap things, um, that basically do the same thing. So I think a lot of people are going to be, well, I'll be just bolting that neon on the side of my, my truck. So, you know, yeah. uh, I think the price tag right now is going to turn a lot of people off. But if we can get aside from that, if we get enough interest involved in this product and they suddenly see that, hey, we've got a lot more than 10,000 people involved or, you know, interested in this thing. Um, let's go ahead and, and, you know, get going on this thing. We can bring this to a mark, uh, uh, bring this to market at a price, you know, half that uh, or, or even less. I, you know, I don't know. So it, it does seem a little bit high of a price for what this is. Uh, but uh, then again, you know, I, I, I don't know. Well, I really I mean, don't. You're, you're, you're manufacturing a pillow that won't explode when you put a multi-thousand-pound vehicle over yeah, the top of exactly. it. Exactly. So I understand why it's why it's four hundred bucks. I mean, if nothing sure. else, this liability insurance <laughs> for those dumbasses that are that are going to explode it. I, I love the idea of the traction boards or anything like this because you, when you're out in the wilderness. Um, you, of course you go with somebody else, but what happens if you're separated or what happens if something happens to that other vehicle and now you have to get back to, uh, uh, civilization so that you can get some help and now you're stuck. So having anything to get you out of being stuck is a great idea. And I know, oh, by the way, that, uh, uh, spare tire delete that you did, that's something else that you should uh, put back on before you go out in the woods is yeah. a, a spare tire. But anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> so I like the idea of this, and I especially like what you said, Josh, is that it it doesn't take up space. Now, it's not right. as flashy. I mean, if you've got one of those big headache racks, one of those big racks that go on the back of your Gladiator, you've got a lot of space you need to put, thing, put things there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a, a 
65 inch tv is cool and all but those big neon uh, traction boards probably is uh, more fitting just because you yeah. have the space, Tony, doesn't need, mean you have to fill oh, it up. Oh, no, no, no. You stuff. have to. No, you don't. <laughs> I know. I, I see a lot of these guys, you know, driving down the road. And, yep. and they, they've got, you know, $10,000 and another 3,000 pounds of gear yep. on the side of their Toyota to go to work on a Monday. Right. And it's just like, yep. you know, and you're, and you're sparkling clean, too. And it's just like, really, guy? I know that you just didn't come off the trail with all that stuff because you were wheeling all weekend long. No, you're 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 Mr. Expedition guy in the mall parking lot. Way to go, guy! So yeah, I don't know. I, these things. Go to the website lifttracks.com. Um, check it out. They've got some videos. They've got some examples. They've got you know you can see this thing work. You can see it in action. Um, and and that's really what sort of tipped me over the edge. Uh, being able to see this and what it can do, what it's capable of doing. Uh, and that's why I signed up. That's why I hope that you do the same thing too. I just signed up, and if you would, it just this just dawned on me. If if when you go over there to sign up, in the comments section, put on there, yeah, you should really do that uh, interview on the Jeep Talk Show. And yeah, I asked, let's them, I asked them. Let's if, push them over the edge. To, yeah, <laughs> I asked them if they would want to do an interview with the Jeep Talk Show. Oh, good. Show. I did. I did as well, of course. Cool. I haven't got anything back yet. So. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once again, if you, uh, if you like the idea of this, please go check out uh, our website and look for the link in episode 502, and uh, you can register just like Tony and, and myself have already done. Josh, I Hi. see that you got your uh, campsite set up, and my God, are those off-road pillows that you've got yes, set up there? they are off-road pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, them already? That's not fair. <laughs> That's great, off-road pillows. I th- I'm going to have to market some of those off-road pillows. <laughs> you know, yeah. they make the little tread things that go on your center console. They they have all these things you know, that have this off-road or camo type thing. And you, you ever wake up with the BFG mark right across your face? You know? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I would wake up with the Nexon logo across my face. Yeah, Thank the, you very the, much. You know, you've heard of you've yeah. heard of pillow marks. You ever had tire marks on your face? Yeah. There was that off-road pillows. That's was a good a, one. The one scene Better where on uh, your face than in your pants, right? No, oh yeah, no, no zipper tire marks, tracks. please. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the I remember still remember that one scene. I I can't remember. It was a Whoopi Goldberg movie where Bob Bobcat Goldthwait answers the door. He has obviously been sleeping in his clothes. And he has a pen, a pen, has a penny stuck to his face, and he doesn't know what it is. He can see it out of the corner of his eye, and these two police officers have to watch him freak out about the penny that's stuck to his face. I love that scene; it's just so funny. I know, no timely reference. Bobcat Goldthwait, boy, if there's a, ever a unique character. In oh, no kidding! Oh my gosh, you are so right. Well, this is part of the show where we invite you, the listener, to uh, pull up a chair around the campfire and uh, and share with us a story or uh, your opinion about a topic that we pull out of the air. And uh, each and every week, each and every episode, we go ahead and, uh, and, and do this sort of thing where we invite you, the listener. If this is your first time to the show, you too can be part of the next very next episode and, uh, and be around the campfire side chat talking with us and, uh, and whatever topic we choose uh, that week. And it's a different one each and every week. Uh, this week, we're, we're going to ask a question of you, and uh, it's going to be something that I think everybody's going to have a different answer to, and it's going to be pretty unique, should be pretty fun. Uh, it's basically, what is something that is in your Jeep at all times, or maybe something that you never get into your Jeep without having with you? 
and and so this is going to be a little different uh, for everybody. I think I, I've got my own answer. I'm pretty sure uh, Tony and Wendy uh, each have uh, have their own answers as well. We're going to turn to you, the listeners, and, uh, and and around the campfire and see what you guys have to say about this as well. Getting right into the mix, we've got a, a good group of, uh, of Jeepers here with us tonight. Jimmy Jeep with us tonight. Jimmy, what would you say is something that uh, is in your Jeep at all times? Jumper cables. Oh, that's a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, there's no warning when your alternator is going to go out. Sure, you may have a little light that pops on your dash that tells you, uh, hey, you uh, might have some voltage going low or you, you actually have a voltage, uh, a voltmeter on your dash. Uh, where you can see, you know, where the what your alternator is doing, but uh, when that goes out, it's going out, and uh, suddenly your battery's not charging, and it's not exactly something that you're probably keeping an eye on at all times. And if it goes down a few volts, uh, you may not even notice it, uh, and suddenly you have a condition to where you're running off your battery, but you're not charging it, uh, and there's only so much juice in that battery; it's only going to get you so far, uh, and you might need a jump when you turn that Jeep off and come back out to it. So uh, having a set of jumper cables with you, yeah, Jimmy, good one. That's one that uh, should always be in everybody's Jeep. But I'm afraid that's not the right answer. We were looking for steering wheel. Yes, <laughs> steering wheel was the right answer. Uh, you're driving us crazy. <laughs> steering us in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, what that's about not Steve-o? why I'm calling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Steve-O here uh, in the show. Uh, Steve-O, what would you say is something that's in your Jeep at all times? Besides me, my cell phone, I guess. I, oh, yeah. Communications. I, up to the point where if I don't have it, I don't know what's going on, and you know you live by these stupid things these days. Seriously, I, I who would have thought you know twenty years ago that we would be uh, so dependent on on a on a device that we have in our pocket at, at all times. I, I left I left the house the other day, it was, what, a week ago, two weeks ago now, uh, and and forgot my phone. I got all the way to the shop before I realized. Oh crap! Wow, that's a long it's that, way. It's that feeling, right? Yeah. That, everybody's, everybody's got that feeling. No, and it, and it's like uh, nothing is going to work now today. Nothing is going to work. Everything's going to be off. I can't do anything without this little device in my pocket. Uh, that half the time doesn't get service when I'm out where I'm at. <laughs> so it's, it's like, <laughs> God damn it! Oh uh, yeah, no cell phone. Seriously, uh, Chris Seven Slats dot com. Uh, what is something that is in your Jeep at all times? Besides the obvious, uh, my five-pack cigar case under the seat, because you never know when the weather will be decent. Even in December in Detroit, it's happened when you can take the top off and enjoy good smoke. I always have a five-pack of cigar under the uh, humidor, under the the seat at all times. But you don't don't keep the Cubans out there, though, right? No, they don't fit. (laughs) Chris, if if, uh, you and I ever get a chance to meet up on the trail, uh, we're definitely having a stogie. Uh, that, that's, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I, uh, I, I had a little three cigar humidor, uh, portable humidor type thing. I, you, you drop three, it's one of those three tube type, uh, leather ones. Uh, and, uh, I have no idea where it's at. I, I think it walked out of the trail one day, uh, without me. I, I've had a couple things disappear on, on Jeep trips before, whether they bounced out of the Jeep or, or, and found themselves out of a window or, or somebody got sticky fingers. Uh, that was one of those things that I, I wish I still had today was uh, was my little portable humidor. So, Chris, great answer. Great answer. But I'm You're afraid right. we were looking for center console. <laughs> yeah, center console was the Cup right holders. answer. <laughs> so, so, Josh, I'm afraid that uh, I, I know where you're, or I suspect where your humidor is. The uh, the cats took it out, and they are smoking your cigars in the garage. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a, a home humidor, too, a nice wooden one. Uh, God, I think it would hold 100 cigars. Uh, and that's well stocked at, at all times. Uh, but I'm not smoking a stogie every day, uh, certainly not every week, not even every month. I may go two or three months without lighting up. 
uh, and then I'll have one for, you know, um, one every other day, maybe a couple in a week or something like that. And I may go through that phase for another couple few months or something and then go another couple months without having one. So it's, uh, it's all kind of uh, for me, which way the wind's blowing. Oh, I see John what you Lee. did there. Yeah, right. Yeah. John Lee, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what is something that you never get in your Jeep without having? Well, mine's a little, uh, mine's a little different. So my, uh, I was really close with my grandfather and, um, he died of ALS back in 2015. And last visit, we went to the VA for him. I bought him a retired Air Force ball cap. And uh, that was the last thing I bought for him. And he wore it for like the last year of his life. So I've got that on my gear shift. And it's always Aww. in the Jeep every time I go somewhere. Awesome. So that's, that's awesome. mine. A little different. Well, you that's- had a long time with him. So that's great. And, uh, yeah. you know, because uh, a lot of people have uh, lost their fathers much earlier in their life. So our grandfathers much earlier in their life. So that's, uh, that's good. Look on the positive side. Absolutely. I've got I got a little something similar to a story here, and uh, this is not going to work for I think anybody but Tony here. I'm holding up a, a small um, Indian arrowhead uh, that is on a on a strap with uh, some beads. It's uh, the last thing my grandmother gave to me, uh, and that that actually is sitting. It hangs on my master volume knob on my mixer, uh, and has been in that position for over ten years. Wow. Uh, it's with, with me in the studio every week. Hold that up again, wow. Josh. I'm going to do a screen grab for the uh, for the show notes. Oh, okay, sure. I can hold that up here. Let me see if I can't get it to. Uh, there it is. We often get have. It? Yeah, we often talk about. Uh, that's great uh, podcasting, audio only podcasting. When we start talking yeah, about things in the camera, so, <laughs> yeah. hold something for the camera. <laughs> well, at least this will be. Uh, we can add this into the show notes and. Well, that's why I kind of went to describe it a little bit. So, but you know, when somebody goes out of their way to to share a little sort of a family memento like that uh, here on the show, man, I got I gotta you know I gotta throw my uh, my chip into the ante as well. That's that is something really really cool. I deeply respect that. And uh, and, and John Lee, thanks thanks for sharing that, man. That's really really cool. Real quick, and I hope uh, John uh, doesn't mind me uh, mentioning this, but uh, he is. Uh, uh, recovering from COVID-19, but still had time to get into our Discord channel and uh, give me regular updates, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a rough one. The whole family got it, actually. So wife and two kids are still in there recovering. But um, yeah, it's the new Delta variant. It was a, it was a rough one. Did you, uh, did you lose your t- uh, sense of taste and smell? Smell, yes. And that's the weirdest thing, not being able to smell. So, I mean, I can't smell anything right now. Did you stop using deodorant for a week? <laughs> well, you I know, mean, everybody, just... everybody in the house can't smell, right? So, <laughs> I was going to say, everybody can't smell, so I probably could. Save some money. That's what I said. <laughs> Only from you, Tony. Only from you. <laughs> Good times. All right, Larry, uh, what is something that you never get in your Jeep without having? Well, we have all of our gear for our dog and there with the bowls and food and everything. Oh. So no matter where we're at, everything's there for him. That's good. You never know yeah, for sure, you know, where we're going with him. And although he usually eats what we eat, so. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two kinds of dog owners out there. The kind of dog owners that, that, you know, the dog eats what I eat. Or there's the dog owner that, well, the dog eats whatever comes out of the bag. You know, or the can, or you know, something like that. And it's uh, you never know which kind of Jeep, uh, which kind of uh, a dog owner you're going to get. But I love Jeep owners who have dogs and who take their dogs with them in their Jeeps. Dogs love Jeeps. They I've do. never met I've never met a Jeep owner who had a dog whose dog didn't love Jeep. Who you know, yep. anytime he was anywhere near it, you could hear the keys jingle. The dog would go yep. absolutely <laughs> crazy. You know. 
Uh, it was just one of those things. So I wheel with guys who take their, I mean, little dogs, like almost like purse dogs out on black diamond trails and the dogs just in the back seat, bouncing around. Couldn't be happier. Bungee cords. Some, of, some of his food looks better than what I've eaten on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, some of the, some of that dog food so they have in like ref in refrigerators now is, is better than stuff I've put on sandwiches in the past. So yeah, yeah I hear what yeah. you're saying, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's illegal to eat roadkill in Texas. Uh, so don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the armadillo is so good this time of year. Now, dinner, uh, dinner on the half shell. Uh, Larry, what kind of dogs do you have? Just a black lab. Just. Just a black lab. He's I know, a, right? He's, 100, he's, a, he's 120 pounds, so he's, he's like a big boy. boy. Wow. <laughs> and he takes up the entire other half of the bed. Yep. The whole, whole back seat. That's great. That's great. Uh, real quick, what's his name? Duke. Duke, of course. Great, great dog name. Yeah. All right, Josh Mudman084 with us tonight. Uh, what would you say is something that is in your Jeep at all times? Either jump to cables or the toe strap. Toe strap, good answer. Yep, that's a good one too. Yeah, unfortunately, we were looking for light switch. Yes, light <laughs> switch was the right answer. I'm sorry, no, no points for you tonight. Oh, uh, no, seriously, uh, you know, just like with the, uh, you know, the things that will always get you out of a jam. Uh, and, and having, having it, yeah, yeah, jumper cables definitely, uh, with you. Uh, yeah, yeah you got to have these things, right? You got to be at least somewhat prepared, you know, yes, have the things you do. in there that you're going <laughs> to, you know, eventually need at one point in time. I don't know, that can get out of control really quick. Oh, uh, yeah. having this to that for Well, if I have that, I need this. And oh, right. what about a double sided axe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a fire 6,000 miles from here. I need that in case I need to break through a house. <laughs> All right. What about Chip? Uh, Chip, something that uh, you never get in your Jeep without having. That's a really hard question because my Jeep is predominantly a toy and it is always loaded with all the toe straps and snatch blocks and anything for recovery along with the first aid kits, all those things that Tammy's listed and Wendy's listed over time. So mm -hmm. I, it's always loaded down. I guess if, if I had to pick one, when we went out to Moab, my wife was very concerned because normally we wheel in the woods where she could go behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I got online and was researching what we had for options. So I bought an Ironman 4x4 portable toilet that collapses down to like 1 inch by 12 inches by 18 inches. But it says it supports up to 400 pounds. I'm not sure whether that's the weight of the person or how much the capacity of the refuse. It's, oh it's a win either way. <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I've been pulling it out whenever I go wheeling. And when people pull like their chairs out for lunch, I'll pull my chair out. And then I use that for a table, which disturbs some people. Oh, yeah. It, yes, <laughs> of course. So, uh, Chip, uh, tell, us, tell everybody what happened whenever you bought her a bag of uh, Depends. Oh, come on. <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't admit to it either. <laughs> and what's really interesting, so she's the only one that's used it then so far, but but uh, but I sit on it when we have driver meetings just for fun. That's great. That's now, great. who brought the stinky chair in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. Uh, I've had COVID. I haven't used uh, <laughs> deodorant for a week. <laughs> Goodness gracious. That's got to be one of the most unique answers of the night. So, uh, yeah, Chip gets the Chip gets the point. I'm afraid uh, everybody else says uh, it's not going to work out. Um, Greg, Greg here with us. Greg, um, you haven't heard Greg's yet. I know. Gosh, he's already awarded points, and it's not even I over know. yet. This is not fair. 
<laughs> all right, Greg, something that's in your Jeep at all times. Condoms. <laughs> all right i uh, i take back the points awarded to chip and give it oh Greg. my gosh <laughs> it's he There's makes he makes sexy white know about that he makes sexy animal balloons out of it so it's not what no, you think that's right <laughs> well I, I did that just so i i could make josh uh you know have to go back on his words <laughs> yeah but, uh, no i would say probably the uh uh a concealed weapon Oh, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's with the condoms. <laughs> Very nice. Now, well, now you're, you. you're you're amongst good company uh, there. Right. There's there's yeah a lot of people uh, both on and, and involved with the show who uh, who carry uh, who carry daily. So there there you go, Greg. Uh, now, real quick, do you have a, a holster in the Jeep in the in the vehicle? No, I do not. Or- all right, there, there's a couple, uh, a couple uh, in-vehicle holsters that I've seen that have actually been uh, quite impressive as far as functionality and and uh, and the way they work and everything else. Uh, been some cool stuff out there. So I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I've seen some, you know, some moldy panels and stuff that go on the side of uh, on the side of your center console that work really good for that sort of thing and and other stuff. And and uh, for for those who do daily carry. Uh, there are some really, really trick stuff out there um, that can go into your Jeep to both protect and carry itself. Uh, so, uh, yeah, check it out. Well, all really good answers uh, from our listeners here. Now let's turn to the co-host and, uh, and ask, uh, Tony, what is something that's in your Jeep at all times? I'm not as uh, as lucky, apparently, as Greg. Uh, I just carry one condom instead of plural. <laughs> the same one since high school, everybody. It's, well, uh, thanks a lot, Greg. You had to go there, Got that ring right? on the wallet. Yeah. Don't go away. Technically yeah. speaking, I always wear it because you never know. You need to be, it's like Boy no. Scouts. You have to no. be ready. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, First time listeners, this uh, is well. It, it uh, is normal, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. You know, it's definitely uh, yep. comes from Tony. Uh, well, you know that's yeah. from right. That's from Porky's. Remember, remember Pee Wee from uh, oh, Porky's? God, he always yeah. he always I've had it about on that in ages. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. 100. percent Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. So you know, I, I don't know. I think that the uh, the thing that I probably always have in my Jeep is communications and i i do not want a communications device that requires on requires a multi-billion dollar infrastructure so uh, either gmrs or ham radio something that i can use and talk directly from my vehicle to somebody else in case there's an emergency or you know maybe i just want to uh, spend some time on a long drive and that communications device can uh, can can fill those both those needs emergency and entertainment uh, you've always been a big proponent for communications uh, here on the show uh, since before I I've even came on board, uh, and so I can attest to that and uh, and pay homage to that. That that is you know that's a good one. You got to have uh, and especially where you're at, Tony. Um, you you've got to deal with hurricanes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. communications uh, during natural disasters. Uh, which, earthquakes which, like like Wendy. I don't know if uh, if you guys get earthquakes uh, there at Big Bear. I mean, you're in California, so sure we do. I, I would assume so. So yeah. I would think that would be a, a, a big thing for you guys as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hurricanes, you can see coming. Earthquakes is like, a, you know, I don't know. Or is the cat you acting funny? You can feel funny? them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cat acting funny. Oh, you haven't seen that video where the cats freak <laughs> out? Really moment? Yeah. They freak out moments before an earthquake. It's, it's well, a good it's video true. online. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They actually act. I, I, all animals do, actually. And, and they also know how to find meteorite dust. So there's two no, things. No, they've got <laughs> 
<laughs> that's, that's because Tony put magnets on their collars. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> got, a, got a little rare earth magnet around all the cat's collars oh, now. Oh, darn uh, it. Too funny. Too funny. Uh, what about Wendy? Uh, is something that you guys always keep in the Jeep or that you never get into the Jeep without? You know, we pretty much have that Jeep Jeep ready to go with everything we need. But if I had to say one thing, it's probably the recovery gear, everything that goes in that soft shackles, toe, toe straps, tree savers, the whole thing, because to me, it's the best thing. I mean, we have the communication, we have everything else. We just make sure that everything is, stays in the Jeep. So including the dog stuff, we always have that on board too, ready to go. So we don't have to That's think about one. bringing it. Yeah. Yeah, the, having that recovery gear, especially for a, a a dedicated trail rig, right? You know, I mean, it's it's a completely different story for those who have their Jeep as a daily driver uh, than those who um, it, have a Jeep just as a weekend warrior. Uh, completely different loadout uh, for for both kinds of uh, both kinds of Jeeps, I would think. Well, good stuff here, uh, everybody. Uh, big thanks again to Jimmy, Steve, uh, Chris, John, Larry, uh, Josh, Chip, and Greg, all for uh, pulling up a chair around the campfire this week and. Uh, and uh, you know, sharing uh, you know uh, their opinions and, and what the, a little bit more about what the, how they jeep, if you will. Uh, always love the perspective and and always love new names around the campfire. If you'd like to join in on the campfire side chat, we'd sure love to have you. You can do that by any number of ways. You can follow us on Facebook, of course, uh, receive notifications uh, and heads up that way, or through our newsletter. Even our newsletter comes out once a week. Um, it's a great way to find out information about the show, uh, inside information, get the heads up on things that we're doing. Uh, that sort of stuff, and uh, necessary links to join in on the fun. And it's very easy to subscribe, uh, very easy, to, just as easy to unsubscribe. We're not going to spam you or send you, uh, sell your information, anything like that. It's literally just for us in one email a week. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find everything you need right there at that one place to interact with the show. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to catch up on some of our old episodes. You never know what you might have missed. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Confucius say, man who run in front of Jeep gets tired. Man who run behind Jeep gets exhausted. But that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guessing since 2010. 